entry um, with a lot of freelancers. Um, we see a lot of you guys, and it's great. Um, as far as the ideal story for us, um, Lonely Planet has really been diversifying in what they're presenting to the world these days, and it's really exciting for all of us who work there. Um, as far as content goes, we really look for something that's inspirational, but also something that's achievable and practical for our audience, because people are coming to Lonely Planet for advice and guidance on how to get to the places that they're dreaming about. So beautiful pictures are nice, and, and nice descriptions are nice, but we also want to know, how can you do it yourself? Um, and so when I'm looking for stories, that's kind of one of the things that I look for as well. So a balance of inspiration and practicality. Hi, um, <clears throat> I'm Max Hartzorn, the editor of GoNomad.com since uh, 2002. And it's interesting, that's an interesting question. For me, it always involves the first question is where have you been? Um, that's really key because um, where have you been? The destination to me is the most interesting thing. I'll do a couple of examples. Um, I had a wonderful feature submitted to us about the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Again, Michigan's not that unusual, but the UP has got a special appeal. So it's a special part of Michigan, which people who live there know about. Um, another couple uh, did a lot with books, and so we did a book excerpt of a couple who are older, and they, their favorite country is Algeria. And I have a personal interest in, for some reason, about Algeria. It's just a unique, very unusual place. I've always wanted to go, never been. So for me, I always ask people, where have you been? And how can you leverage where you've been into it? And as Bailey says, I really agree with Bailey. It's got to be an experience that other people can relate to and other people can do. Um, as writers, you know, over the past 20 years, I've taken a lot of press trips and done a lot of crazy exotic things that maybe other people wouldn't really do or they wouldn't really be able to do. And I think it's important to always have it be down to earth, like a practical, realistic place that you can go, that you can share your story. Um, I also like niche things. Um, there's a new blogger in the audience, I'm with the hijab, and I saw her yesterday, and she has a new blog about Muslim travel. And to me, that's very interesting. It's very niche, it's very unique, and she might have some very interesting stories to share that other people may not know about. So it's about where you've been and maybe where you can take our readers. And I'm Tracy Minkin. I'm the travel editor at Coastal Living Magazine, but um, we are owned by Time Incorporated in New York. We're based in Birmingham, Alabama, not coastal. Um, but it is my job to take our um, trusted and wonderful readers in print and our followers online to beautiful places on the coast around the world. So what I would like to say is that, for me, a perfect story very slightly in, its, in the platform for which it is designed to appear. I think a print story at Coastal Living is different than a digital story. We publish both. We freelance both. We use freelancers for both. Um, I think in, the, in our digital world, it is, it is much more based on service, on information for the reader, um, bringing a place to life in a very direct and engaging and beautiful way. Um, useful information. I always say to people, I need to keep someone's attention on a mobile phone in line at Starbucks. They need to stay with us. And so for me, for us, for the brand currently, that's where our digital heart beats. In print, of course, we're, we're more a destination place of dreaming and inspiration and as beautiful a storytelling package I can create for my reader. They love our magazine, they want to sit down and pull up their knees and hang out with us. So those stories, if you're pitching to print for me, need to have that magic, need to be unique, special, highly voiced, highly researched, experiential stories that bring a place to life, in my case, of course, 
that is next to a major body of water. <laughs> yeah, so that's us at Coastal. <laughs> okay, great. And I think uh, when we as freelancers pitch to editors, we think they're just waiting there looking at their monitor waiting for an email from us, but that's often not the case. Sitting so, by the phone like it's prom <laughs> night. So uh, what do you do all day? Hey. Do you want to go? Um, okay, I guess I'll start. Um, so all day, uh, as, as, a uh, excuse me, guys. as a destination editor, um, we cover a lot of bases. Um, a big part of what we do um, is handle the updates for um, the places that we handle, so getting researchers on the ground, having them um, help us produce our content for our guidebooks and for our destination pages. So um, that's a big chunk of what I do. Another um, bit is LonelyPlanet.com. So our feature articles that show up there, um, they all come through our, the destination editor department. Um, so that, um, I would say, is probably the other majority thing that keeps, uh, takes up my time. We also do video projects, um, multimedia projects. We um, work with other parts of the business to kind of lend our expertise um, if we're, you know, if a marketing is working with a, you know, a sponsor or something like that, we, you know, provide our input and uh, do our best to make sure that everything is correct and right. And so, um, yeah, so a large part of what we do is working with freelancers, um, I would say the vast majority, um, whether it's on guidebooks or updates or for our feature articles, um, social media, things like that. Um, well, I spend most of my time waiting for you guys to send me really great stories. I'm just waiting for that email, you know. Um, but it is, I, a lot of what I do is answering emails. I'm, I'm proud of that. I mean, if you send me an email, I'm going to answer your email. And it's hard. I know these guys, they get more email than I do, and they may not be able to do that. I totally sympathize. But I do try to, if somebody sends me a personal uh, query, I, I do really get back to them and I say, uh, here's the story we already published and you didn't notice that we already have the same article or <laughs> sorry or you that's know so uh, that's a great idea um, but your photos need to be better so re re redo the photos um, I spend a lot of time on email because I do like to personalize personally respond to people I think that's the relationships that is important I spend a lot of time going to conferences and functions because I think it's really important to get out in the world. Um, I remember I, uh, years ago I met an editor from Budget Travel and I said, when is the last time you traveled? And he's like, I haven't been anywhere in three years. I said, are you kidding me? Mm. That's why they failed. You know, I think you really, I mean, you have to be out there in the world and traveling and sometimes, um, so a lot of times I'm on a trip and I should be home, you know, picking up the phone and trying to get sponsors and making money, but I'm on a trip because I need to know what about the places that you're writing about? So I think traveling is huge for our business, and I think taking the time to take a press trip or taking the time to, to go places is key. Um, editing, my favorite part of the day is when I, like maybe like 3.30 or 4 o'clock, I just pluck an article out of the email. And I have hundreds of articles that haven't been published yet. Not to disappoint you, but there's a lot of stuff in the hopper. But I love digging out a story and looking at those photos. And publishing the story is my favorite part of the day, is to see the photos, see the article, so, you know, it's creating content. Every day we create a new article. So every day we want to have be way ahead in our schedule. So it's creating a new article for June, creating a new article for July, but keeping that pipeline full. It's such a great question. Um, and I, I, well, I also want to say that I've spent more years as a freelance writer than I have as an editor. So I'm extremely understanding of and sympathetic to the life of freelancers. I also know all the tricks. So you know, I know how to like how, how freelancers try to tell their editors something happened and that story is late. Like I'm like, oh no, I know that excuse. It's like, <laughs> I've used it. Don't try it on me. Um, so as an editor currently, my, I think my life, 
might best be described as like riding a varied terrain in, on a 10-speed bike and having to use all the gears to get from A to B. So I have all these different gears I have to employ every day at my office. Half the time, probably like Max, I'm on the road. I'm at, I'm at a coastal destination. I'm reporting or I'm doing social media or I'm meeting with people or I'm gathering content myself. I do write for our digital and for print, and I also do Facebook Live for the brand, and I do social media posting for the brand. So, you know, on any given day, I'm a contributor to Coastal Living, and I'm behaving much like you do out in the field. The other part of my life has to do with two different rhythms, a daily digital rhythm that I'm required to oversee and support, sometimes write, sometimes edit, sometimes just look at and check daily digital content that we're posting to Coastal Living. And if you follow us, if you follow any of our social media, you'll see that we have a drumbeat where we're posting stories every day and then pushing them out via social media. And then there's the print rhythm, which is that over the court, we put out 10 issues a year. And so I'm also riding that rhythm. So for a week, I'm in meetings. It's planning layouts. And I'm meeting with the art department. And I'm looking at photographs. And then I'm talking to writers, and I'm assigning stories, and I'm listening to them. I'm talking to PR people on the phone about a potential story that might go over here. And then I'm editing. And I'm, I'm editing digital, or I'm editing print, and that's a very different process. You know, yesterday I was looking at layouts. Later today I have to do cut fits on layouts that I'll do on my laptop. So all of these are very weird and different states of mind. In the middle of that, I need to talk to you all via email. And that is why I feel so bad that I'm not as good as Max at getting back to everybody. And it's one of the things I regret about the way I have to conduct myself now. Because as a former freelancer, every, every query deserves a reply. Every question deserves an answer. But I still have not yet mastered the way to do that and fit that into this crazy bike ride I go on every day in the way media behaves nowadays. Uh, but I'm, Max is going to teach me how to do that better. So. <laughs> So one of the reasons I wanted to do this is I'm an editor as well. I edit, I've been an editor of Perceptive Travel that I founded since um, 2006. But if you look at my business card, I have five websites on here. Mm. And I'm a dad, and I come to things like this. I travel. Um, so I might not always get back to you in a few days. So <laughs> you know, be understanding that editors do have other things they're working on. And, um, and also pay attention to the guidelines, because it does say on there exactly what people are looking for usually. Which brings us to the next point. So what makes you say yes to something and what makes you hit the delete button immediately? <laughs> um, uh, for me, honestly, um, originality, um, honesty, um, and please put what you're pitching me about in the headline of your email. Um, please don't just say hello. <laughs> that happens a lot. Um, I love pitches um, that obviously show that the person is passionate um, about this destination, about this experience that they had and they want to share. Um, please introduce yourself to me. Um, tell me why you're qualified to do this. Um, link me to some of your work. Um, I want to know who you are and why you did this um, and why you want to come to us and work with us. Um, so that's really important. Um, I really like when um, there is something that's it's not your traditional roundup. It's not your traditional, um, you know, listicle things like that. Um, give me a unique angle and be honest about it. Um, and please be very bright with your vocabulary when you do so. Um, if you tell me that something is just amazing or perfect, 
that's not going to catch my eye. I need to know how it felt when you were there. Um, and granted, this is all in the pitch, so you keep it abbreviated, but um, that passion shines through in a short amount of text, in my opinion. Um, the ones that kind of get put into the trash bin, um, the ones where people kind of assume I'm, I know who you are. Um, I had somebody email me and say, Google me. Um, not great. So um, it would be really great to always make sure that you're presenting your best foot forward because it is an introduction. Um, an email is always weird too because you don't have that face-to-face -face interaction. So this is how I'm getting to know you. Um, uh, yeah, so that's kind of in the nutshell. If I think of anything else, once these guys are gone, I'll add it at the end. <laughs> I agree with what Tim brought up. The first thing, the, the, the two words that um, you really need to know as a freelancer is writer's guidelines. Okay, writer's guidelines are on the site. Uh, they're really, they're in my signature. <clears throat> they're everywhere. And if you don't read the writer's guidelines, then why did you send me the thing that says guest post? I hate guest posts. <laughs> I don't want to do a guest post. Pretend it, just call it an article. Don't call it a guest post because guest post is like a whole different animal. I don't really want to do your guest post. It's like all about you and your link. I don't mind linking to you, but like think of a really great topic um, I don't, you know, I almost never just trash the email, but I might say like, come on, didn't you read the guidelines that says we don't do guest posts? So I really um, I love it too when people, yeah, they give you a little introduction about who they are. And another thing is really smart is if you've written for us before, you say, hey, I wrote that story for you about Libya or whatever. I wrote this piece back and, you know, and then you're like, oh yeah, I, that was good enough. So, you know, round two, you got a little leg up. Um, I would definitely say though that like, you know, if it's really a topic that's so not go nomad, and it's not very hard to find what we're like all about. We're kind of alternative. We're not a golfing type of site. We're not like a, mm -hmm. a Bahamas, Disney World kind of site. Those sites are great, but that's not what we are. Mm -hmm. So know who we are. I mean, it's like pitching uh, Tracy something about Kansas City. I mean, she's not, it's a coastal living. You know, oh, so, he took my line. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so know, know your audience and know the, know the market and, and respect us and don't make it too long. God, don't make it too long. You know, really, that, that's the one. I, if it's longer than this, then, you know, you lost me. But generally speaking, I'm going to respond. Um, but just let us know you've read the writer's guidelines. Yeah, so Max took away my line, Sorry. which was, if you're pitching me on some amazing destination that doesn't see the water, you'll never hear from me again, and it's over. We're broken up. I'm sorry, move on. Go to, you know, Indoor Magazine or Inland Magazine. It's not me, it's you. It's not me, it's you. Um, but, you know, that's obviously the obvious, but it's always surprising to me when I do get pitches for places that are nowhere near the water. Um, but for me, I think very much similar to what, to what my colleagues are saying, please let me know that you've looked at my magazine. Please let me know that you've read my website. Um, if you haven't, go do it before you ever pitch me. The pitches I respond to are pitches I know from the get-go. And it's not just, oh, I've been reading your magazine and here's a great idea. It's that the idea has been crafted and presented to me in ways that absolutely tell me you read my magazine, that you've made an effort to understand the kind of storytelling I do in my travel pages. You understand that my magazine is also filled with beautiful houses and style and design. So perhaps if your pitch has a certain design sensibility, I know you're, I know you're thinking about coastal living. Um, I, like, I like a pitch email absolutely that has the word pitch and the subject of the pitch in the subject line. I cannot tell you how overwhelming our inboxes are and how hard it is to look things up. 
once they've gone by. And sometimes, months later, I liked your pitch, it didn't fit, but I'm like, oh, remember that person who pitched Mazatlan to me? And then, I, and then Outlook I have to use because I work at Time Inc. and I can't find it because you didn't put it in the subject line. Make it clear for us. Then give me a very clean three paragraph pitch. The first introduces yourself to me, tells me who you are. The second tells me your story pitch. It's an elevator pitch. It has to fit in a graph, what story you're proposing, why it's perfect for coastal living, and is it a front of the book pitch or is it a well pitch and why. If you're pitching to digital, tell me why it's great for digital. Third, tell me your background as a writer and where you've published. And I need to see three examples of your writing. Do not tell me, the worst is Google me, but don't <laughs> tell me to go to your website. Really? I have no time to go to your website and click around. And that sounds like I'm being a jerk, but I don't and I won't. So now you're off my list. Give me three clips. And I often will say this to writers, so if anyone wants to pitch me, I want a clip. And that can be a PDF of something you've published on printer because this is a digital focus. Three links, please. One that shows me your approach to place, one that shows me your approach to narrative, and one that shows me your approach to service. And if you don't know what those are, we can talk about that later. But those are the elements of the travel journalism I publish at Coastal Living. And the third thing I want to say is blogs are awesome because if I see a link to your blog, I'm much more confident that one of us hasn't fixed up your copy and made it really good. I, you know, I've been pitched by writers and they're gorgeous clips and I take a chance on them and the disconnect is stunning sometimes. And I'm like, well, you've had some good editors like help you along um, and now I'm gonna fix your clip and you're gonna go on, you'll never work for me again, but you're gonna carry on perpetrating a myth about the kind of writer you are. So I'm thrilled to get, people say, well, could I just send you my blog? Absolutely, because I'm seeing the kind of writer you are. It's the best unfiltered good, version good yeah. of that. So I, three clips, and lastly, spell everything right. Write cleanly, write well. Autocorrect does really weird things to our work. Make sure it hasn't screwed you up because it's an impression you can't undo. If we find errors, it's, you know, we're like, eh. What are they going to do to us? And we have no time to fix these things. Exactly. So, and I just wanted to follow up really quickly um, by ha emphasizing how important it is to do your research. On also, you were talking about you know what types of writing and like how you tell your stories, but also for Lonely Planet, what we already have. Um, we have a wealth of articles and destination content. Go look at it. Um, see what type of voice and tone we're going for. Make sure that you're familiar with what we have and that you, one, aren't pitching the same thing, and two, are pitching something that fills a gap for us. Um, so that's really helpful. And also, there are a lot of destination editors. We cover the entire world. So please make sure you're sending your email to the right one. Mm. Um, Latin America. <laughs> yeah. Central America and the Caribbean only. Um, I got an email the other day, and I was like, well, I don't have a story for the Jamaican Republic, but I write about Chicago. Not helpful. So, <laughs> wow. Um, wow. so make sure you do your research. We're all out on social media. Um, we're easy to find. Um, and your you know, likelihood of success is much higher um, if you contact the right person. So, yeah. One last one last little tip, but somebody gave me this tip, and this has proved so good for me. Grammarly, and who here uses the Grammarly Chrome app? Friggin' great, you'll never have another problem with commas and spelling again. And it's in Chrome, so it works on all your social too. <laughs> I never trust an app, it's the editor in me. I'm just like, ah.
serial comma, no serial comma, what's their style? <laughs> I don't want to screw it up. Yeah. Great. Well, um, I, uh, like I said, I edit Perceptive Travel. If you go look on the homepage, there's two stories on there that are from new writers for me that I just hired last month. And um, what they did was send me really good pitches with good credentials and a very well thought out um, idea that I had not seen before ever in both cases. So I was very happy to publish those. And so I want to hear from you guys. Think of a recent time you've hired somebody that you've never worked with before and what made you say yes to that? Um, so uh, recently, um, Lonely Planet has been reaching out to local writers on the ground in certain cities um, and kind of starting a program there to have people on the ground and on the place of travel trends in these destinations. And um, it was a writer I never worked with before, um, and she pitched this great article, um, and it was in Cuba, um, about um, local boutiques. Like, and I really liked it because it was... Um, about sustaining local economy and how you can support local makers directly. Um, and I think that in a place like Cuba, that sort of information is really important. So she presented it with a lot of vibrant um, like language, lots of really good um, points of interest included in the piece itself. Um, and also I really liked what she was trying to accomplish, which was to point people in the right direction to support the destination that they're visiting, mm -hmm. which um, if everyone listened to the keynote today, um, that's a really important thing. So um, that was the first time that we had worked together and I, I really enjoyed her pitch and the resulting piece from that. Um, so many, it's, it's fun thinking about this because I just had like four I could think of, but I'll tell you, one of them is, I like it when there's a destination and you kind of go against the grain, like one woman and the photos, the story was about camping in Iceland. And she starts out by talking about, you know, the price of beer in Iceland is like 12 bucks a beer. And it's really, really expensive to go to Iceland, but you can camp in Iceland. Mm -hmm. So she did this really great story with these photos that were mind-blowing photos. I just couldn't believe the photos. So if you start with really, really excellent photos and you give me enough, um, that's a big problem. People will say, here's four JPEGs. And I was like, no, 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 give me like a photo gallery in Google, like really dramatic photo gallery. And then, you know, after that, I'm so interested, unless the copy's really bad, I'm gonna probably use the story. But again, thinking about that zigzag, you know, like um, the other article was similar, was a lot of New Zealand, how there's a lot of tourists in New Zealand, but you can do this thing called freedom camping. And mm -hmm. I'm publishing it this month. But it's about ways to camp uh, with locals without having to go where all the crowds are, you know. So again, when you can think about something that's not as common, and then you zig a little bit, uh, that right away gets your attention. And if the photos are good, which New Zealand, you can't take a bad photo, but it's just, that's a huge piece. And just as you're not only writers, you're photographers, you're video people. So keep that in mind that that's the weakest link. Mm -hmm. And that's the way to get over it is to take really good photos with people in them, with activities going on, close ups, and not the people walking away and not buildings in Eastern Europe. But think about, you know, people, life, and the photos. Uh, that really gets me for me. I think it's, you know, there's something we haven't quite distinguished between, but what Max is saying brings it to mind, which is, are you pitching a story before you go or a story after you've gone? And that may vary what you're able to send as part of a pitch, you know, if you've gone and you've come back. And certainly if you're trying to break into the market, um, I think the latter is more effective because we know you've gone, we know you've found a story. You can demonstrate to us that you've got photography for it. And certainly for digital, this is crucial. Even in print, you know, it used to be in print that, you know, magazines assigned photographers to shoot a destination or to shoot a story. And we do still do that at Coastal Living. But 
we often will see if our reporter, our writer, has shot vignette shots on their phone, you know? And those, you know, they run a little smaller in the book, but they create this wonderful immediate sense that really relates to the storytelling. So, you know, I, I always am, like Max, impressed by contributors who know how to shoot, who know how to think, who will capture video and tell me that they have. Um, in terms of new writers, to quickly answer that question, you know, I, I again, I'm, I'm, I'm funneling writers to do two different parts of my world, the digital world and the print world. For digital, I think, you know, the pitches for us that I like are ones that really look at what we're publishing a lot of now. And what I'm publishing online is, is mostly roundups, is mostly SEO grabbing content that is fresh and beautiful. Um, you know, 20 best places to scuba dive in the world. I know that sounds super basic and you think a million people have done it. But if you've got it and I need it and we don't run it, that might really grab me some views. So that's that side. On the narrative side for print, it's very hard to be a first time writer and get into print. Um, if you have an interest in it, I can talk to you more about it. But fundamentally, I have very rarely, but I have taken a new writer in for print. Um, I had a beautiful pitch from a woman who's based in New Jersey, and she wrote me a great pitch about Asbury Park. For many of you probably know, it got a new hotel last year. It's kind of the comeback kid. Um, she wrote such a damn good pitch about Asbury Park. I couldn't use it because it was too specific for the book, but I had been dreaming of a Jewels of the Jersey Shore piece where I wanted to feature eight to 10 destinations along the Jersey Shore that showed our readers how diverse and beautiful the shore is and how it's not the show you think of when you think of Snooki and you know, the situation and all that. <laughs> so, not that I watched it, but although Polly D is from Rhode Island and I'm still in Rhode Island. <laughs> Heart Polly D. Um, but, you know, I, you know, I might have helmed that roundup, but I was like, wow, I really like that woman's pitch. And I made her day. I, sent, I was like, well, I loved your Asbury Park. No on that, but how'd you like a feature? And she was like, oh, my God. And, she, and it was, it, we just published it. it. Our June issue is about to land. It's in that issue. And it's fabulous. And she did a great job. So, you know, she didn't get the story she was pitching, but it led to a feature assignment with, you know, a major brand. And I think we're all super happy about it. I, I'm the happiest because she wrote such a great story. And she was such a wonderful reporter. And she knew her beat. So, yeah. You never know. Tim, what about you? So, yeah, um, I run online magazines, not uh, print. And so if your story doesn't have good photos, I'm not going to take it, no matter how good it is. Go, go enter it in the contests and win some prizes and more power to you. But if you don't have good photos to illustrate it, I just can't use it. Mm. So um, Lovely Plant's a little different, so why don't you talk about how you handle photography? Um, yeah, um, for us, photography isn't a total deal breaker. We have um, some resources that we can use um, if like photos are not available. But that said, you really should have photos in mind when you're pitching, um, because like Tim said, if I get this great, very niche article um, and I cannot find any images to like adequately explain what's going on in this article, the effectiveness, it just goes straight down. Like it's, it's not useful to me anymore. Mm -hmm. so. one, other, one other thing that um, people don't really think of this, but if you think about the email inbox, if you pop a little photo in the query, like you put a photo right in there, it really, we really notice it because nine out of 10 queries are just text. So if you take a really compelling image and put it in the query, um, it's gonna make me look at it, seriously. And it's not necessarily gonna be the photo we're gonna use, but that's a really good teaser. And for some reason, people hardly ever do that. But I'd really recommend thinking about doing that just as a way to get my attention. Don't worry about spam filters. 
I don't know if that's a spam filter thing. God, that's a really good question. I mean, I want to agree with Max. I mean, in, in digital, obviously, photography is crucial because we're running on tight budgets usually, and it's hard to find images. You know, I think we all have contracts with Getty and so on and so forth, but it is hard to find, particularly if we are writing about you know, the 10 best boutiques in the Hamptons. I mean, I'd, I'd probably take that story, but there's no photography. Right. So if you've actually researched it, reported it, and snapped good photos, wow, you just jumped up the chain. Magazines in general, brands in general, we are visual thinkers. So to Max's point, we, we, we dream in color, you know? Send us a beautiful picture that indicates that you are dreaming in color. And that could be Namibia, or that could be the Hamptons. It doesn't have to be beautiful, but it has to be stirring and capture our attention. That's what we do. This is what we do for our consumers. So if you help us along, you could get much further with us as editors. Well, and just really quickly, um as far as Lonely Planet goes, we just had a massive website redesign. If you guys mm. haven't seen it, it's beautiful. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, but anyway, um, it really shows off photography yeah. and it, it makes for a beautiful kind of experience when you're moving through the pages. So if you're submitting gorgeous photos to me, like, you know, it's possible that it might be pushed up in a way mm -hmm. um, that, you know, if you just snap something with your iPhone, like, obviously that won't happen. So, um, that said, iPhones take really good pictures sometimes. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, so keep that in mind. Like, it's not just for the article, but it's possible that it could be seen on, like, a broader base, um, pushed up to, a, you know, a higher status. Um, so. I'm going to toss one more thing, because I said it quickly, but I do want to emphasize video. Um, when we now publish articles online, we try always to have a short video embedded in that piece that relates to the piece. And we're creating them ourselves at Time Inc. But man, if I had a reporter who said, you know, while I reported this piece, I grabbed 30 seconds of a street scene, or I took a rickshaw ride, and you can see my trip along the water from the rickshaw, that's gold to me. Because now your story is getting those multimedia legs that are very important to us. So even if I'm publishing you in print, I'm taking that story to digital, and now I've got video content. And is an iPhone video okay? iPhone video is totally okay. Okay. Yep, shoot horizontal. Yeah. Don't shoot vertical. Don't shoot vertical. For the love of God, <laughs> shoot vertical. You take one thing away. So we've talked about the pitching process and how someone breaks in, but um, they get the assignment and then they go pop the champagne. Um, what are some do's and don'ts after that? Make your deadlines. <laughs> Yeah, that's a big Make one. your deadline. Please. They're really important. They exist for a reason. Um, a lot of times that content is tied to other processes within our business, um, mm -hmm. and we need to have that content then because it's going somewhere else, and then it's going somewhere else. And so um, when you end up being late, whether it's for a guidebook or for an article, um, it can affect a whole like series of events after that. So be really mindful because um, that, I mean, the easier you are to work with, and I mean, it's a huge thing. I oh, mean, yeah. absolutely, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's huge. Be nice. That's the other one. Be on time and be nice. I cannot stress this enough. Um, nothing should ever be a problem for you that we ask you to do. I, I heard a panel many, many years ago when I was in my 20s, it was a long time ago, and Daniel O'Krent, the great editor, was sitting where Max was. New England Monthly. And yeah, New England Monthly, founding editor, just a lion in our industry. And he said, I just want to tell you all something. The editor is always right even if they're not. And I was like, oh, and I've always remembered it. As a freelancer, whatever they ask you for, it's not a problem. 
Don't tell them that you're too busy. Don't tell them that you have another assignment. Don't tell them that you just don't have time for it. Just say, great, got it. You'll have it. Yeah. You know, that's Thanks. Funny. That's so true. And sometimes yeah. I'll send people, like, people submit articles and I'll send it back and I'll say, there's not enough of this. And I'll feel really guilty like I'm making them do this again. I know. But the truth is nobody's ever less than gracious and they always do it and they always are like, thank you. And I say, Where, how come there's no fo- people in the photos? Can yep. you go back and get some photos of not people walking away? You know, can you get something <laughs> yeah, besides yeah. the buildings? And yeah. they always come back with more photos. They come back with a, a little rewrite. Yep. There's a lot of interest in this. And, and the thing is too, is like, if you're on a press trip that's a hard part like uh, queries and press trips and like whether we'll run them or not I always try to say well you know like about a month because you know the person that maybe they went on a press trip is looking to see when the article is going to come out so you, you, know, you can't wait months and months and months because then it's going to be awkward but I think um, in general we try to say like 30 days you know is the most that we want to wait 30 days or 40 days because it's fresh in your mind, and you're going to mm-hmm. write a better story if you write it right away. If you wait six months, all that stuff, all those details are just floating away. Be accurate. Yes. Get your facts straight. When you're in the field, do not hedge. Do not send us things that are incorrect. I cannot tell you. We have fact checkers at Coastal Living, so we'll know. And you know, if, if I have a story kicked back with a bunch of stuff that's been changed, that to me indicates sloppiness and it indicates a lack of professionalism. So if you, if you wrote something down in the field, check it before you put it in your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be on time, be nice, be accurate. Yeah, um, and on Lonely Planet, like our, our guidebook content specifically goes through so many rounds mm-hmm. of editing. It's not just me. Um, we have proofers and editors, and, yeah. and it's a whole team that looks at this stuff. So that, that stuff will get called out, um, and that's problematic, especially because we're, we're acting as authorities on these, on these subjects, yeah. and it's kind of our reputation on the line. Um, one other thing I just kind of wanted to add very quickly is remember that the writer and the editor were on the same team. We have the same goal. We want mm-hmm. to produce a beautiful piece of work that people are going to enjoy and people are going to read. Um, so, you know, you're saying, you know, you see suggestions and you, you feel bad kind of saying, hey, can you do this again? But, I mean, that's the whole reason that editors exist. Like, we're another set of eyes and it's always really hard when you're really close to a piece that you've been working on for a while to mm-hmm. maybe spot the gaps or see where there can be, like, minor improvements and things like that. So just be receptive because we, we want to help and we want to make, you know, something great that's mutually beneficial for both of us. Sure. Um, well, on that accuracy part, uh, please do listen to your guide when you're out um, touring around somewhere mm-hmm. instead of sending tweets while the guide is talking. But verify what that guide said. Because yeah. they have been known to make up stories now and then. So check your facts. Um, so last, you know, what is the process for someone uh, when they're out on the trip? What should they be doing for you? And um, how do they know afterwards they've done a good job? Do you get back to them? immediately or do you get back to them uh, months from months down the line? How does it work in the process, the actual internal process? Oh, It's a hard question. So. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> it depends. I think it depends for me anyway because I'm in such a structured environment. It depends on the flow. A digital story, you're probably going to hear back from us very quickly because those tend to have tighter turnarounds for us. Um, We don't assign digital way out in advance, largely because we just don't have time to think that far out in advance. It's like, holy shit, Memorial Day is coming. Um, (laughs) 20 best places on the coast for Memorial Day. Um, But but print, we work super out in advance. If anyone's had a background in print, I mean, you know. What's the lead time for print? Oh my God! Well, I'm you know I'm literally editing July August copy like it's going to the printer next week. Um, I'm done assigning through December. 
December issue. And I have to assign now for summer content for next year for print because people have to travel. You know, if I'm going to do a New England story, well, I got to get my writer up to New England while it's summer-ish so that the photographer can go and shoot it while it's green. And then it sits in the can until we edit it in like January, February for a summer issue. So that's why I'm sometimes so confused in my life because I'm like, I'm like living and it's Memorial Day weekend and oh my God, we don't have enough digital. And it's like, oh my God, I'm planning my December Hawaii issue. And oh my God, what am I doing for summer 2018? And it's like, my head cracks open. So <laughs> yeah, it depends, I guess. That's a long way of saying it depends. But don't be nervous. If we've taken your piece, we've taken your piece. We'll get to it. Yeah. We've invested in it. That, that's really true. Like I have stories that were sent to us a long time ago, but we're, they're still in the hopper. Yeah. And seriously, like we are going to use that story from 2015 or 14. I mean, <laughs> if it's and you know the other thing is like it, Tim was asking me before about what not to do. Like calling us is never good. Like calling on the yeah. phone. Like a voicemail sometimes from a writer, and it's sort of like, oh, you're calling me. God. Yeah. But yeah. you can email. You can say. That's true. I submit that story. <laughs> do you still want it? And sometimes it's even clever when you resubmit it because it might. I might have like might be in the email box and I like forgot about mm -hmm. it. So don't be afraid. Like after a month to shoot us an email and say, here's that story again. You know, you said you wanted to run it. Like it's okay to do that, but just the calling thing can definitely be not a good thing. I mean, it's not a big deal, but... I don't even uh, listen to my landline at Coastal Living. Like, the other day, I was like, I should probably check those messages. And I, it was horrible. It was like, November, December. I was like, oh my God, it's just awful. But we don't, right? Uh, it's no, just... I wouldn't go that far, but... Oh, I'm bad. <laughs> I'm bad. Um. All right, so that's a good segue. Before we take questions, um, how do people reach you, and uh, how do they follow you on social media? Okay. Um, well, with Lonely Planet, there are tons of avenues. Um, we have a work with us tab on our uh, website. Go there. Um, it, says, it has a tab that says, you know, if you want to contribute, go here. Um, it explains how you pitch um, for different parts of our business, whether it's articles, whether it's working for trade and reference, whether it's doing guidebooks. It explains it all there. Um, you also find links to our Pathfinders program, and um, that will lead, you know, to other opportunities to contribute as well. Um, but I, you know, I love meeting you guys personally and um, hearing what you guys have to say. So please um, feel free to like direct message me, find me on Instagram. Um, my handle is the traveling B, just the letter, um, with underscores in between um, and one L. Um, so yeah, it's great. Um, for for Go Nomad, uh, you pick up your pick up your phone and there's three little lines at the top of the screen and you hit the little lines and one of them is writer's guidelines. Um, read the writer's guidelines, uh, send us an email, call, you know, yeah, don't necessarily call, but send me, a, you know, talk to me here. I like to see people in person. I love when people pitch us in person. If you have an idea, you know, I'll give you my card. You can send me an email. Um, I really don't, my social media thing, I don't really like send messages on social media as much. I'd rather, you know, social media is kind of like we, somebody else does a lot of that. So I'd rather just get an email uh, or in person. For me, um, I love to hear from people via social media, but not with a pitch. Um, if you're pitching me, please email me at my Time Inc. email site, which is available and posted everywhere. Um, but I would say, you know, we talked about this earlier, follow me on social media, follow my brand on social media. You should know what we're doing, you should know where I've been. Um, I know that sounds like you might be falsely flattering me, but it works. At least shows me you're paying attention, you know. Oh my God, I saw you were in the Bahamas. That was beautiful, you know. I love the Bahamas. Have you ever thought about X, Y, Z? Um, so 
follow me, you can like my posts, you can chime in on Coastal, like some of my favorite contributors, I see them commenting on the Coastal Living posts. I love that, because mm. I know they're watching, so. Um, but, but pitches for me, please email only. That's the way I think. I don't want to hang out with you on Facebook Messenger and take a pitch. Because <laughs> you can reach me on Facebook, but, but only if you need to ask me for my email address. Yeah, same here. The other thing about email is you can sort it and you can store yes. it and put it in different folders. So it's the best way usually to contact any other. Um, us and all of the other speakers are on the TBEX page. So if you want to grab somebody's Twitter handle or whatever, you can find everything on there. And so uh, let's open up to questions. Who's got a question for one of the Except the mic. mic. So everybody can hear you. This is so official. <laughs> Hello, uh, Ed Coleman, Coleman Concierge. So I have a question. You want to have pictures on your email, but you want the email to be sh short and concise. One picture. One picture. Yeah. Or a Dropbox link. Now, that, that's what I was thinking. I could put a portfolio link from my uh, website. Would you uh, actually click into a portfolio mm -hmm. link? No, just one relevant picture for the article. Okay, one yeah. relevant picture. I will click on. I will click on your portfolio, yes. <laughs> I, I would also probably click on the portfolio, yeah. I will do both and let you decide. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think that's key. Yeah, and whatever chance, you yeah. do, do not do, like, you know when you open those emails and someone sent you a photo and it's like this big and you're like, scroll, 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 and you're like, oh my God, that's someone's head. Scroll, I'm scroll, my, scroll. I'm on my phone for God's sake. Yeah, I know, so. <laughs> Size matters, folks. <laughs> so many things. We keep coming back to this word guidelines, but they are your friends, so always consult them. Editors are not all the same in what they want, so. And I have to say, I really regret, I think our guidelines are really out of date, so I'm chastened and will update them so they are better for you all. I'm feeling really bad right now. I think they're ancient. No, like, your, submit them to Papyrus, like, you know, get a scribe. Yes. Hi, Desiree Miller. I'm with Stress Free Baby and 60 Second Escapes. And my question is to do, do you have a, an ideal pitch you could read us? You have I, I could not here, but definitely. Yeah. Do you think we? Yeah. yeah. Bring us your card, and I'm happy to email you a couple of really great pitches. Likewise. I can tell you what usually needs to be in there: your credentials, the idea, and when you took the trip or are taking the trip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those three things always have to be in there. Yeah. Um, and it helps also um, if you can also outline if it's you can possibly break it down into smaller chunks that this content could be repurposed for other things like social media. Um, that's important for us um, to push a lot of our editorial content on social media. And that would lead to as a follow-up question: If you've already posted on your own blog, is there sort of a rule that okay, you've already posted it there, we don't want it? Or yes. yeah, that, that's not a good. We don't want the stuff from your blog. I, yeah, I we, we no. can't. We can't run. I mean, we all run original content. Yeah. Now you can. Ha you can have written about it on your blog and pitch me a story that is clearly different than what you wrote on your blog. But it is incumbent upon you to write completely original content for us. Yes, yes. and that's yes. a burn. If we get, oh, if it's, it's a burn. We it's a burn. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we. We. That's just. That's not why we pay money for content. Yeah. Yeah. And people send me previously written articles all the time, and we, we just can't use that. Like, yeah. It needs to be yeah. Okay. Thank you. It's a great question. Would That's a good question. The question was, was that, would that include photos also? 
we'd run photos that appeared elsewhere, yeah. but we'd have to check the copyright it's, on that. If it's, it's on your own blog. It's not as big a deal. Yeah, as the but words. But the content, they can just, you know, you can Google the content. If it's already on somebody else's story, it's like, what the hell are you doing? How are you, girl? Talk about. Here we go. Here we go. Yes. And and like I did the for business. Oh. Yeah. I realized that when you said that, I was like, well, that was a bad idea. Yeah. Send it to me. Okay. Sure. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay. So I hope that was helpful. Yeah, it was, it was really extremely helpful. We've, got, you know, we've, we've launched thousands of friends. Yeah. Yeah. Just so many people yeah. now that are famous. <laughs> that they wrote for us way back, you know, and we've been doing yeah. this for a super I'd long like time. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's, it's hard. It seems like with freelancing, there's really not like a carved path that shows yeah. you. Or like, a resource. In yeah. General. Here's like what to do and how to Everybody do it. So a lot of it has been like me struggling to like, okay, what exactly do I do and how do I get there? But I mean, again, it's what you need for your blog. Yeah. A hundred really good links. Yeah. And it's a bio link. about a little trip I took yesterday, oh, that low mills went to. It's not going to probably make it into a right, story, right, but it's yeah. like a nice blog post. Right, right. Exactly. You know, and it's there. And it's there for yeah. another 100 years. Yeah. I started my blog in 2004. <laughs> I swear to God, it's still going in yeah. 2004. Yeah, so there's 4,000 posts up there. So eventually you can hook it into Twitter. You can say revival posts. Yeah. You can have like, you can populate Twitter yeah. with your blog like, this posts. This was really good from 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's still good. It's still good. Yeah, I've seen things go viral like four years later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't ever, you know, when I tell you a story, my friend Tim, 
um, sold his website, his website about practical gear. He sold the website to this guy. And the guy goes and deletes hundreds of posts. And they were like really high in Google. He freaking deleted the post, which is the dumbest thing to yeah, ever do. Yeah, Don't ever delete a post. He didn't even redirect it. He just deleted them. So like here he is like search. He's doing well in a search for a certain term. Right. Freaking and deletes it. So gone. Yeah. yeah. Don't out. ever delete. Yeah. And redirect. But don't delete. Right. You know? In a WordPress, you, you can redirect. Yeah. Redirect. Yeah. Right. You know, don't get rid of it. Yeah. It's got some value to somebody. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for coming. Thank you. 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 It sounds like it's coming back around again. I think the platform is coming back. I was just having that very yeah. thought yeah. that when blogging started, I was like, we've worked together before, but I'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, when the blogging started, it's very, oh, we don't want to be right. traditional media, but now it's, it feels like it's coming full circle. Okay, so what yeah. do I have to Read our site, you know, okay. read some articles, right. find out a story that you could write, and submit some stories. Oh, absolutely. Don't submit one. Don't submit one. Okay, now I'm trying to put together, uh, get on a bus trip to uh, Montreal and Quebec City this summer. And I want to do articles about it. So I can carry your luggage. Okay. <laughs> one, thing about, one, one thing about Quebec is they've invited us on 100 trips. Yeah. And we probably set writers there 90 times. So it's really hard to find something we haven't covered. Okay. They're super generous. I know the people really well. They always invite us. They always have these events. That's so that's a pitch that's not for not because okay. we just we've been there so many times. All right, so so I'm thinking but for myself around for other opportunities where somebody might not go to the site and find out if they have that much. Okay. Nice to meet you. And I lived in upstate New York for like 15 years. I am hit me. So I've been to I said you see Tim, okay? I want to sit next to I've been to Quebec province a lot of times. I'm thinking that's an advantage for me, but I'm not sure. Uh, not just because we happen to have not for you, not for, yeah. but there's plenty of other places. Okay. Okay. We moderated a PRSA. Oh, that's why I know you. Twenty PRSA. somewhere between twenty. Oh, yeah, I was there. Like 2011, 12, 13, somewhere in there. Not Tampa. Memphis? Was, in Memphis? Place, yeah. I was on the yeah, yeah. Because we, I, was the, I was the person phone calling on, okay, what are we going to talk about? I want to go. I used to go to the This was very good. And I was actually really, this is my second year at TV, so I was really excited to see a more traditional black culture. That's right. I did a thing with AARP. Yes. And another Yeah, yeah. I really want to come. Can you help me? I know it's going to be, um, I haven't announced it yet, so it's official, it's going to be in Orleans. Um, the guy who is the chair going in for 2018 is going to be Scott. Um, Scott. You know Scott? With, yeah, he's now at Visit Raleigh, so yeah, it's Scott, Scott. Yeah. Scott, Scott. Scott, I totally want to do it. But the thing I want to ask you about was, um, is there an opportunity for us to work with Bill Probably. Um, the, the campaign side is a different person. Um, Who would it be? Office. Her name is Marie Curran. Marie Curran? Marie Curran. And it's C-U-R-R-E-N. 
Um, but you could also talk, the person who's here with me is with our age, a local agency we use for social media and bloggers. And what's um, the agency called? It's called Global Marketing Solutions, GMS. But Eva is who's here with me. So stop by our booth. Okay. I'll just tell her. Look now, I really want to, because Donna, our salesperson, um, he lives in front his wife is our salesperson. I was at this meeting in London. And I was like totally like trying to hang out with the Saudi Arabians because they didn't invite me to the country. I don't know. I just had this thing about it for some reason because it's such a mysterious thing. You know, I always want to go to like Saudi Arabia or Algeria. So these pitches that come in like that, I'm always like right away like, oh, interested in that. It's just a personal thing. I don't know why. Because it's like you know the road sign. It goes like non-Muslims, Muslims. Exactly. Not, like, maybe you want to. I mean, I want to be a Muslim, but I want to go to there because it's so different. So it's just a lot of times it's just but unusual for me. Different, unusual, unexpected. You know, like, I remember somebody did a pitch like, you know, wine in Mexico. Did you know there was wine in Mexico? Encinitas, they make wine. That's totally cool. Or we did a story about skiing around the world in indoor skiing. I love that. I love the idea that it's just unexpected. You can ski there, you can ski in Dubai, you can ski in Wales, and they have all these indoor ski areas that they're building. They're probably going to the French Alps. Because they don't have enough snow. Good to meet you. Thanks Thank for coming. You. Hello. I was born in Springfield. Oh, okay. So actually, you write for AAA? No. I actually am going, thinking of quitting AAA. You're a staff writer at AAA? No, I'm actually a photo editor. Um, I have a lot of writers that work with me, yeah. but um, I'm contemplating going out. But you're in Florida now? Did you have a question? <laughs> I just wanted to say hi. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I'll ditto that. I would like to say hello, too. So okay. I just found out we have fellow Orlandoans here. Okay. Oh, we're really? waxing. Orlando? I'm not from Orlando. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, we were waxing poetic about Orlando past okay. the Disney bubble. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to introduce so myself. Maybe. Say hi, say thanks for all that information. I wrote like four pages of notes. Yeah, so this, yes. I was flying. Put it at tag at go Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, I'm glad it was helpful. I, 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 I really, like I said, we, we've launched 
Absolutely. I mean, mm -hmm. people now that you read. Hi, I'm Tracy. We started writing Hi, first Lisa. way back in 2004. Yeah. Oh, so nice. And it's cool, you know, I see it. I love the fact that they help them get on. Here's their email. Back when they were young and they didn't know anything. You know, so yeah. Keep it up. Yeah, <laughs> nice so to meet you. Hi, Kimmy. Hey. Thanks for coming. Sorry, I had to step out. I forgot the time difference. Oh, yeah. And I have hour. a standing call on Fridays at 1. And I'm like, I had all the time in the world. Well, we had a great.